Hello, Patricia Ranti. I want to read out something really sad, a really sad message from one of the listeners, Scott Kennedy. Scott, thanks so much for, for messing this in. Um, it's a tragedy, actually, but I really want to pay tribute to someone with this message. So guys, uh, please listen close. Hi, Jazz. I'm a dentist in Kanda. When I was doing my studies overseas, my closest friend was Dr. Karandeep Singh Digva, also known as Arnold. He was a dentist in the UK working in Derby, Nottingham area. Him and I had lots of chats about you and your channel. We were both big fans. Arnold passed away last week at the age of 29 in an unexpected tragedy. I was wondering if you would consider giving him, in his memory, a shout out in one of your upcoming videos. I know that would put a massive smile on his face if he was still with us. If not, no stress. Just thought I'd reach out. All the best. Love your content. Scott, thanks so much for, for sharing that. And um, for anyone that knew Arnold, uh, absolute tragic to hear that. Uh, but as, as he was a fan, uh, this, is, this one's for you, Arnold. You know, you're up there. You're listening. Thanks so much for being a fan. I'm so sorry that, you, you know, you lost your life at such a young age. And guys, you know, we, we work so hard and we have all these grand plans and we just have to, to savor the moment. I really don't know what to say, except um, thank you, Arnold. For, I can see you're very popular and you had a great impact amongst your colleagues and peers. So uh, keep shining up there and uh, thank you so much, guys. Welcome to the Protrusive Dental Podcast. Hello, Protrusive Rati. I'm Jazz Galati and welcome to one of my ramblings. Okay, we're going to do this as an interference cast and I'm going to teach you a few lessons that I've learned before, and I guess I've learned them in very traumatic ways. You know when you make a mistake and you think, wow, I never want to make this mistake ever again, and then you want to share it with everyone so that it helps others too. So the theme of today's rambling is the following. It's about listening to that voice that we all have inside of us during a consultation or during a patient interaction. You know that deafening sound of alarm bells you sometimes get, and yet for some stupid reason, you might decide to ignore it. Well, today, guys, I'm happy to report that I didn't fall for it. I heard those bells loud and clear, and I acted appropriately, and I dodged a bullet. Okay, let me give you the exact example. And in fact, I am gonna liken this example to a really significant thing which I picked up from a book. Like, one of my favorite books is Outliers by the author Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, if you haven't read Outliers yet, please check it out. It is my all-time favorite book, and I think it's in chapter seven, where it discusses why airplanes fall. It's a random divergence, I know, but, but hear me out. Airplanes fall not because, you know, the engine has an error and that's it, and that's why airplanes fall, and that, that could happen, that's rare. Airplanes actually fall when they do fall, when there's an issue, where big problems do happen in aviation, when it's lots of little things, lots of minor things that all happen at once. And they're usually surrounding communication and team working. So it's accumulation of all those minor errors that would result in it. So for example, the pilot was hungover, right? That's one thing, right? Uh, and then the pilot was working with a co-pilot and they'd never worked together before, okay? And the guy who was supposed to do the final checks on the aircraft vehicle, had COVID or something, and he couldn't come into work that day. And therefore, all of those little things combined and bad weather that day, 
is the reason that the airplane fell, not because of one big error, it's accumulation of little errors. So what lesson can we learn in dentistry? Well, think of those little errors lining up in, in your patient in front of you. So let me give you an example. I saw a 78 year old patient today who was referred to me for some surgical extractions, okay? The age doesn't bother me too much. Yes, we know sometimes it can be more difficult to extract and we need to take care, but it's a medical history that really bothered me. So let me tell you the accumulation of minor errors. So error number one, there was no up-to-date medical history. It was last filled in in 2019, okay? So I was like, ah, oh, goddammit, why is this patient referred to me without a medical history? Error number two, he comes in and I get an update of medical history from him and he conveniently has forgotten his sort of uh, long list of medications and he's going by memory, okay? That's another little alarm bell that I'm hearing in my head. Error number three is that he was taking a Pixaban, which is an anticoagulant, so it's a blood thinner. So that is, uh, you know, for someone who's doing surgical extractions of upper canines, and I'll show you the x-ray of these upper canines, so long roots, but really mushy crowns, subgingival dentistry. I was planning, you know, based on my radiograph, I was planning already to raise a flap and remove some bone because I, I was anticipating a difficult extraction. So he's on the Pixaban, and error number four is that he wasn't instructed to miss his uh, morning dose. So um, the usual way I would manage someone who's on a Pixaban is that we would instruct them, if it's safe to do so, to skip their morning dose and see them first thing in the morning. So he had his morning dose already. So that was increasing his bleeding risk. Error number five or complication number five is that this guy had a stent placed three months ago following a suspected heart attack. Right, so that is also a real big concern, doing invasive treatment on someone who only just three months ago had a heart attack. Okay, error number five or six, I've lost count now. The next one is that he had, believe it or not, his toes amputated around about nine months ago and he had a major bleeding complication. So why did he have his toes amputated? It's because he's severely diabetic and that's a, a, a negative sequelae of that. So that was also ringing alarm bells that this person already had some surgery before and that didn't go so well and there were some complications with bleeding. And the final issue I had was that he was on lots of antihypertensive medicines. So his medical health uh, or his poor health combined with all those other factors meant that I did not feel comfortable treating him today and he wasn't even in pain. It was just teeth that need to come out, they're grossly carious, but he wasn't in pain today. So I made the judgment call to refer to a hospital and explain to him all the things that, all the reasons, and he took it really well. He he noticed that, okay, this guy really cares for me and he didn't want to do anything risky. So sometimes I've, in the past, not with like extractions or whatever, or, you know, sometimes with difficult extractions, but uh, taking on patients or cases or treatment plans that had all the signs there. When you look back, you can you can see that, hey, I, I, why did I ignore all those signs of the small errors? Why did I take this patient on when all the alarm bells were there? And sometimes you don't listen to that voice. So it's important to listen to that voice and it's a totally an acceptable thing to do to say to the patient that, look, I don't think we should proceed with this and justify why and stick to your guns, okay? Now, I'm gonna admit to you another mistake that I had made around about a year ago, and I'm embarrassed about it, but I just wanna share it with you because it was a, it's a clear example of the many small accumulations of errors that resulted in my patient's uh, inner cheek getting burned and a massive painful ulcer or a, a significant burn that took a long time to heal 
well, I say a long time. It was, it was a week of me feeling really bad for the patient and the patient sending me photos. And uh, it's not nice, you know, I, and I'm, I'm really sad and sorry that it happened. In fact, she very kindly let me share the photo. So those who are watching uh, can see the photo now uh, up there. That's her cheek about two days later uh, in a lot of pain. That's a nasty ulcer there. And I, and I asked her, I said, can I please share this story with my colleagues so we can learn something here? So let me tell you what happened and how I burnt this patient's inner cheek. I was doing some routine composites in the lower quadrant. I think it was like lower right second premolar DO composite, right? And I'm a big fan of using rubber dam, especially for lowers, the tongue's in the way. Anything that's a you know deep caries, subgingival, etc. I'm I'm all over rubber dam, right? But the problem that we had this day is that my usual blue Unodent non-latex rubber dam wasn't there. And we had that horrible green rubber dam. And I really don't like working that green rubber dam. I think I was just being a little bit of a diva, okay? So my, my hands up in the air, my bad. That was uh, that was not a reason to not use rubber dam, I guess. But for me, on that day, in the mood that I woke up in, I was like, no, I'm not gonna use this rubber dam. This is disgusting. I don't have my usual rubber dam. So yeah, I didn't use rubber dam. And I, you know, 99% of the time, I do. So A, I, I wasn't using rubber dam. And then B, it was like stressful for me. So as someone who's regularly using rubber dam, rubber dam reduces my stress. But now that I had no rubber dam, uh, my stress was greatly increased. Two, it was subgingival. It was difficult dentistry. Okay, so that's that was stressful. Okay, three, and this is something I really should have picked up on. The handpiece was making a funny sound. I didn't think much of it, but I was like, oh, this, this this sounds a little bit higher pitch. This doesn't sound right, but I ignored that. And then I can't believe I look back at it now. I just felt as though the handpiece was warmer than usual. Okay. Now, the patient was anesthetized and the patient didn't feel any of this, but as I was doing her prep, the handpiece was um, actually burning her cheek. And then I realized, whoa, my glove's getting really hot here. Let me see what's going on. And then once I finished my restoration at the end, I had a look at the cheek and uh, I could see that it was a bit traumatized and I realized what happened. So all those little errors that I didn't pay attention to, you know, A, I didn't use rubber dam, so that's a, a small accumul- uh, you know, a small error. Um, I anesthetized the patient so the patient couldn't give me feedback, obviously, so that's another uh, alignment, in the, not an error, but another reason why it, it happened. I didn't pick it up. It was difficult, dentistry. The handpiece was making a funny sound, and I did feel a bit warm, and I didn't stop to think, why is this handpiece warm? So naturally, I felt devastated. So how did I settle this? Well, um, when I when I found out what happened, I made sure that I got uh, I went on Amazon and I got delivered a gift to a house. And it wasn't like flowers or anything. It was some Genji gel, right? So uh, something that contains, I believe it contains hyaluronic acid. I might be wrong here, but I know that Genji gel is good for soft tissue lesions. So I got some delivered as a gift to her house. I was following up with her daily. I recommended some uh, benzidamine hydrochloride or AKA Diflam mouthwash and all those things. And she got better. Uh, and I actually ended up refunding the money as well. I just felt so bad that I refunded the money of that restoration appointment because I felt like I let her down, right? I wasn't acting in her best interest. Uh, and so um, I think she was quite pleased about that and she felt I handled it really well as well. So that's my admission to you that I burnt my patient's cheek uh, and uh, I'm not going to let it happen again. But it's a time that I ignored the warning signs. But that first patient I told you about that I saw today, I didn't ignore all the warning signs. Another classic warning sign, just the final thing as I sign off is, another classic warning sign is that the patient has seen another dentist and the other dentist, for whatever reason, has declined to treat the patient for whatever reason. That is a massive red flag. So I remember seeing a patient who saw a dentist, I don't know which dentist, but she, the patient told me that that dentist won't treat me without orthodontics. 
that dentist thinks that I, I can only get a good result with orthodontics. And me being me, a young dentist at the time, uh, I'm still a young dentist, uh, but like, uh, like one or two years qualified, I was thinking, well, you know, I've been on a few composite courses. I think we can do it with composite. And I look back and I think, you know what? It, I, I do regret not sticking to what I should have done which was, yes, I should have agreed and, and recommended orthodontics because the result in the end wasn't quite as wow. Uh, I do feel it could have been better with orthodontics. So anytime a patient says that, oh, I saw dentist X and the dentist X strongly believes that I should be treated this way. And you know, you, you might disagree with that dentist and that's okay, but take that as an alarm bell. Take that as one of the alarm bells. And if you start to see all these alarm bells sort of accumulate, all these small errors, if you like, accumulate, then that could be why the aeroplane could fall. So uh, I hope that was useful. For, and it's a reminder for you in that consultation or at that moment in time that when you get that funny feeling in your stomach, don't ignore it. Act on it. There's no shame in picking things up before they happen, with, before they go wrong, in the best interest of your patient and so that you have a smoother ride throughout treatment. Hope you enjoyed that little quirky, a little short episode. If you enjoyed it, please do leave a review on Spotify or Apple or YouTube or wherever you watch it. It'd mean a lot to me. Thanks so much.